back to scene three. It is night a few weeks later. Everyone is in bed. There is complete quiet. In the Van Dan's room, a match flares up for a moment and then is quickly put out. Mr. Van Dan, in bare feet, dressed in underwear and trousers, is dimly seen coming stealthily down the stairs and into the main room, where Mr. and Mrs. Frank and Margot are sleeping. He goes to the food safe and again lights a match. Then he cautiously opens the safe, taking out half a loaf of bread. As he closes the safe, it creaks. He stands, rigid. Mrs. Frank sits up in bed. She sees him. Mrs. Frank screaming. Otto, Otto, come as Schnell. The rest of the people wake, hurriedly getting up. Mr. Frank, was is lost? Was is passart? Dussel, followed by Anne, comes from his room. Mrs. Frank, as she rushes over to Mr. Van Dan, Ernest das Assen. Dussel, grabbing Mr. Van Dan, you, you, give me that. Mrs. Van Dan coming down the stairs. Putty, putty, what is it? Dussel, his hands on Van Dan's neck. You dirty thief, stealing food, you good for nothing. Mr. Frank, Mr. Dussel, oh, help me, Peter. Peter comes over, trying with Mr. Frank to separate the two struggling men. Peter, let him go, let go. Dussel drops Mr. Van Dan, pushing him away. He shows them the end of a loaf of bread that he has taken from Van Dan. Dussel, you greedy, selfish. Margot turns on the lights. Mrs. Van Dan, putty, what is it? All of Mrs. Frank's gentleness, her self-control is gone. She is outraged, in a frenzy of indignation. Mrs. Frank, the bread. He was stealing the bread. Dussel, it was you, and all the time we thought it was the rats. Mr. Frank. Mr. Van Dan, how could you? Mr. Van Dan, I'm hungry. Mrs. Frank. We are all of us hungry. I see the children getting thinner and thinner. Your own son. I heard him moan in his sleep. He's so hungry. And you come in the night and steal food that should go to, to the children. Mrs. Van Dan, going to Mr. Van Dan protectively. He needs more food than the rest of us. He used to more. He's a big man. Mr. Van Dan breaks away, going over and sitting on the couch. Mrs. Frank turning on Mrs. Van Dan. And you, you are worse than he is. You are a mother, and yet you sacrifice your child to this, this, this. Mr. Frank, Edith, Edith. Margot picks up the pink woolen stole, putting it over her mother's shoulders. Mrs. Frank, paying no attention, going to Mrs. Van Dan. Don't think I haven't seen you, always saving the choices fits for him. I've watched you day after day, and I've held my tongue, but not any longer, not after this. Now I want him to go. I want him to get out of here. Together, Mr. Frank, Edith, Mr. Van Dan, get out of here. Mrs. Van Dan, what do you mean? Mrs. Frank, just that. Take your things and get out. Mr. Frank, to Mrs. Frank, you're speaking in anger. You cannot mean what you are saying. Mrs. Frank, I mean exactly that. Mrs. Van Dan takes cover from the Frank's bed, pulling it about her. Mr. Frank, 
For two long years we've lived here, side by side. We've respected each other's rights. We have managed to live in peace. Are we now going to throw it all away? I know this will never happen again. Will it, Mr. Van Dan? Mr. Van Dan. No, no. Mrs. Frank. He steals once, he'll steal again. Mr. Van Dan, holding his stomach, starts for the bathroom. Anne puts her arms around him, helping him to the steps. Mr. Frank. Edith, please, let us be calm. We'll all go to our rooms, and afterwards we'll sit down quietly and talk this out. We'll find some way. Mrs. Frank. No, no, no more talking. I want them to leave. Mrs. Van Dan. You put us out on the streets? Mrs. Frank. There are other hiding places. Mrs. Van Dan. A cellar? A closet? I know, and we have no money left even to pay for that. Mrs. Frank. I'll give you money out of my own pocket. I'll get it gladly. She gets her purse from a shelf and comes back with it. Mrs. Van Dan. Mr. Frank, you told Putty you'd never forget what he'd done for you when you came to Amsterdam. You said you could never repay him that. Mrs. Frank. Counting out the money. If my husband had any obligation to you, he paid it over and over. Mr. Frank. Edith, I've never seen you like this before. I don't know you. Mrs. Frank. I should have spoken out long ago. Dussel. You can't be nice to some people. Mrs. Van Dan, turning on Dussel. There would have been plenty of food for all of us if you didn't come in here. Mr. Frank. We don't need the Nazis to destroy us. We're destroying ourselves. He sits down with his head in his hands. Mrs. Frank goes to Mrs. Van Dan. Mrs. Frank, giving Mrs. Van Dan some money, give this to me. She'll find you a place. Anne. Mother, you're not putting Peter out. Peter hasn't done anything. Mrs. Frank. He'll stay, of course. When I say I must protect the children, I mean Peter, too. Peter rises from the steps where he has been sitting. Peter. I'd have to go if Father goes. Mr. Van Dan comes from the bathroom. Mrs. Van Dan hurries to him and takes him to the couch. Then she gets water from the sink to bathe his face. Mrs. Frank. While this is going on, he's no father to you. That man... He doesn't know what it is to be a father. Peter, starting for his room. I wouldn't feel right. I couldn't stay. Mrs. Frank. Very well, then. I'm sorry. Anne, rushing over to Peter. No, Peter, no! Peter goes into his room, closing the door after him. Anne turns back to her mother, crying. I don't care about the food. They can have mine. I don't want it. Only don't send them away. It'll be daylight soon. They'll be caught. Margot, putting her arms comfortably around Anne. Please, mother. Mrs. Frank. They're not going now. They'll stay here until Meat finds them the place. To Mrs. Van Dan. One thing I insist on. He must never come down here again. He must never come to this room where the food is stored. We'll divide what we have, an equal share for each. Dussel hurries over to a sack of potatoes from the food safe. Mrs. Frank goes on to Mrs. Van Dan. You can cook it here and take it up to him. Dussel brings the sack of potatoes back to the center table. Margot, oh no, no, we haven't sunk him this far that we're going to fight over a handful of rotten potatoes. Dussel, dividing the potatoes into piles. Mrs. Frank, Mr. Frank, 
Margot, Anne, Peter, Mrs. Van Dan, Mr. Van Dan, myself, Mrs. Frank. The buzzer sounds a meep signal. Mr. Frank. It's meep. He hurries over, getting his overcoat and putting it on. Margot. At this hour? Mrs. Frank. It is trouble. Mr. Frank. As he starts down to unbolt the door. I beg you, don't let her see a thing like this. Mr. Dussel, counting without stopping. Anne, Peter, Mrs. Van Dan, Mr. Van Dan, myself, Margot, to Dussel. Stop it! Stop it! Dussel, Mr. Frank, Margot, Anne, Peter, Mrs. Van Dan, Mr. Van Dan, myself, Mrs. Frank, Mr. Van Dan, you're keeping the big ones for yourself. All the big ones. Look at the size of that. And that. Dussel continues on with his dividing. Peter, with his shirt and trousers on, comes from his room. Margot, stop it, stop it. We hear Meep's excited voice speaking to Mr. Frank below. Meep, Mr. Frank, the most wonderful news. The invasion has begun. Mr. Frank, go on, tell them, tell them. Meep comes running up the steps ahead of Mr. Frank. She has a man's raincoat on over her nightclothes and a bunch of orange-colored flowers in her hand. Meep, did you hear that, everybody? Did you hear what I said? The invasion has begun. The invasion. They all stare at Meep, unable to grasp what it is, what she is telling them. Peter's the first to recover his wits. Peter, where? Mrs. Van Dan, when? When, Meep? Meep. It began early this morning. As she talks on, the realization of what she has said begins to down on them. Everyone goes crazy. A wild demonstration takes place. Mrs. Frank hugs Mr. Van Dan. Mrs. Frank. Oh, Mr. Van Dan, did you hear that? Dussel embraces Mrs. Van Dan. Peter grabs a frying pan and parades around the room, beating on it, singing the Dutch national anthem. Anne and Margot follow him singing, weaving in and out among the excited grown-ups. Margot breaks away to take the flowers from Meep and distribute them to everyone. While this pandemonium is going on, Mrs. Frank tries to make herself heard above the excitement. Mrs. Frank to Meep. How do you know? Meep. The radio. The BBC. They said they counted. They landed on the coast of Normandy. Peter. The British? Meep. British, Americans, French, Dutch, Poles, Norwegians, all of them, more than 4,000 sh ships. Churchill spoke, and General Eisenhower, D-Day they call it. Mr. Frank, thank God, it's come. Mrs. Van Dan, at last. Meep, staring out. I'm going to tell Mr. Crawler, this will be better than any blood transfusion. Mr. Frank, stopping her. What part of Normandy did they land? Did they say? Meep. Normandy, that's all I know now. I'll be up the minute I hear some more. She goes hurriedly out. Mr. Frank? To Mrs. Frank. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? Mrs. Frank indicates that he has forgotten to bolt the door after me. He hurries down the steps. Mr. Van Dan, sitting on the couch, suddenly breaks into a convulsive sob. Everybody looks at him, bewildered. Mrs. Van Dan, hurrying to him, Putty, putty, what is it? What happened? Mr. Van Dan, please, I'm so ashamed. Mr. Frank comes back up the steps. Dussel, oh, Mrs. Van Dan, don't, putty, Margot, it doesn't matter now. 
Mr. Frank going to Mr. Van Dan. Didn't you hear what Meep said? The invasion has come. We're going to be liberated. This is the time to celebrate. He embraces Mrs. Frank and then hurries to the cupboard and gets the glass of cognac. Mr. Van Dan. To steal bread from children. Mrs. Frank, we've all done things that we are ashamed of. Anne, look at me, the way I've treated mother, so mean and hard to her. Mrs. Frank, no, Anique, no. Anne runs to her mother, putting her arms around her. Anne, oh, mother, I was. I was awful. Mr. Van Dan, not like me. No one as bad as me. Dussel to Mr. Van Dan. Stop it now. Let's be happy. Mr. Frank giving Mr. Van Dan a glass of cognac. Here, here, schnapps, la clam. Van Dan takes the cognac. They all watch him. He gives them a feeble smile. Anne puts up her fingers in a V for victory sign. As Van Dan gives an answering V sign, they are startled to hear a loud sob from behind them. It is Mrs. Frank, stricken with remorse. She is sitting on the other side of the room. Mrs. Frank, through her sobs, when I think of the terrible things I said. Mr. Frank, Anne, and Margot hurry to her, trying to comfort her. Mr. Van Dan brings her his glass of cognac. Mr. Van Dan, no, no, you are right. Mrs. Frank, that I should speak the way to you. Our friends, our guest. She starts to cry again. Dussel, stop it. You're spoiling the whole invasion. As they are comforting her, the lights dim out, the curtain falls. Anne's voice, faintly at first, and then with growing strength. We are all much better spirits these days. There are still excellent news of the evasion. The best part about it is that I have a feeling that friends are coming. Who knows, maybe I'll be back in school by the fall. Ha ha, the joke is on us. The warehouse man doesn't know a thing, and we are paying him all that Monday. Wednesday, the 2nd of July, 1944. The invasion had seems temporary to be bogged down. Mr. Crawler has to have an operation, which looks bad. The Gestapo have found the radio that was stolen. Mr. Dussel says they'll trace it back and back to the thief, and then just a matter of time till they get us. Everyone is low. Even poor Pim can't raise their spirits. I often been downcast myself, but never in despair. I can shake off everything if I write. But... And that is the great question. Will I ever be able to write well? I want to so much. I want to go on living, even after my death. Another birthday has gone by, so now I'm 15. Already, I know what I want. I have a goal, an opinion.